just when you thought it was safe to go outside and sell your house, or I don't even know, sell your house, remodel your house. Remodel it. Remodel the house you maybe just bought or possibly have been in for 10 years. <laughs> and not, not actually remodel the house, remodel the side yard. The side, the side yard. And the front yard. <laughs> yes. There is a show. It's available for free on the Roku channel called, and I always get the words jumbled up here. I believe it's called Murder House Flip. Yes. I'm here with my co-host, the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore, Miss Lori Roggenkamp, and we are going to discuss and recap this show that's available for free on the Roku channel called Murder House Flip. It's a reality show. They take true crime and mix it with everybody's favorite genre, home renovation into one startlingly startlingly wait startlingly bizarre show with with everybody's favorite type of host confused designers <laughs> a gay an effete black man and a woman of some ethnicity that but is not totally white but maybe she is she's she's white she's definitely white she's okay. probably definitely white so we're going to cover it right here today on our show called Flipped Off. We're doing it right here. Lori, like I said at the top of the show, we are talking about the show. Now, let me give you a little backstory, not backstory, a little explanation for those listening of what this show is. So for those listening in the future, for a hot minute. In the year 2035. In the weird, in the year 2035, when we're all dead from coronavirus, and there's one person, there was a, a, a hey ex- Craig, how you doing, bud? <laughs> <laughs> there was an experiment that was tried, uh, called Quibi, and Quibi was we can meant do to- a whole episode on why Quibi failed because yeah. it. Oh. So Quibi was, but to be honest with you, I love Quibi because we got gems like this show. But yes. they were, uh, it was supposed to be meant for your phone. And uh, so they filmed shows in like five to 10 minute chunks. So each episode is only five to 10 minutes. So the one we're but, talking about right now, it's just one makeover, but it's actually. Here's my problem with that. Yeah. Here's my problem with that. Yeah. First off, they did. It was a couple of things. One, they they promised like they would do like shorter shows. So, like shows yeah. would be like five five to ten minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Second, they did it to where you could watch it mm-hmm. either with your phone turned horizontally or vertically. Yeah. yeah. So that was like a big deal. Yeah. Um, they didn't do shows. They didn't shorten their shows. What they no. did was is they took a typical like 30 minute show and broken into chunks of Mm -hmm. five to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. They didn't, they didn't, uh, that, so that to me, in my opinion is there was their issue was that they didn't, um, you know, they, they didn't put up shows that were short shows. They put up regular long shows, but just chunk them into smaller episodes. Also, I think they, Really try to market to younger people, mm-hmm. and they don't understand that younger people don't want to just watch stuff. They want to watch stuff and then reciprocate, like put their own. That's why TikTok is so popular. 
Yeah. Because then they can put their own stuff up. So. Uh, and they were throwing, for anyone who was working in Hollywood, they were throwing money at anyone to make shows. And this, again, this show is a good example. Someone came in and was like, I yes. got an idea. It's a home renovation show, but their houses where murders took place. Yeah. And uh, so a friend of the show, Mike Lawson, told me about this show. And I was like, I got to watch this. And I watched this and I was like, this, we have to cover this show. Okay. So what happened was Quibi went out of business and Roku bought their catalog. Okay. And they've put a lot of the content on their free channel. So this is, it now is available for free on the Roku channel. You obviously find that on Roku devices. Uh, And it's free. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's a hundred percent free. Uh, and you just look for Murder House Flip. And today, so the first, I debated whether, because there's three episodes, three five to six minute episodes that cover this one house. And I okay. debated whether to cover the entire series of three episodes in one episode, because only a 15 minute, 16 minute show. But there's so much to talk about. Even in that first episode, that I was like, I don't know if we could do it all in one episode. I don't know if you agree, Lori. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I think that there is, there's a lot of stuff that I feel like it's just, there's a lot of stuff that they like throw out there. That's like, Oh, I, you know, and you're like, is that a thing that people think? So I just, I felt like in that short episode, I was just like, I, I don't understand the semantics of this show. Well, I was also really happy that this first house involved a female serial killer named Dorothea Puente. Because I know that you host a podcast called Bloody Podcast that focuses on female criminals, correct? It does, Joe. Thank you. It focuses on uh, females in crime and folklore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And And so, yeah. So, uh I would say I was actually shocked that you wanted to do this because I've pitched to you many a crime show and you've been like, eh. yeah, but it didn't have the home renovation aspect in it. In it. Yeah. That, that's the only yeah, reason that was the tipping point. Like, wait, a home renovation show, but they were murdered there. Now I imagine this Dorothea Puente story. <laughs> Cause they, they do the most cursory. It better not be a fucking discord joke. I swear to Christ, Lori, if you're going to say, no, you said it, um, a home renovation show, but they're murdered there. And I thought that would have been a better show if they, if the people who, if the home, people who renovate the home are later than murdered. Yeah. They like good, they like go around the, yeah. They like kill them in the house. Yeah. That would have been a better show. Now, Lori, the reason, so one of the best reasons to have you on the show is you host the show. And I imagine, I don't know, I really don't know. How many episodes into your own podcast did you, before you guys got to Dorothea Puente? Uh, I, I shouldn't have this up. Let me see. I actually did the, the episode of Dorothea Puente. Oh, so you were going to so... be a true expert in the Wikipedia article about Dorothea Puente. I don't know about that. <laughs> I'm not, I'm I have terrible memory. So, uh but uh let's see. 
not there. Okay. Okay. While she's doing that, so on the show, maybe for because they don't want to, they 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 strangely have a weird relationship with the. They are aware that it's a murder house and they're flipping it, but yet they try and downplay the murders. So they only really, and maybe also because they only have five minutes, they really downplay the Dorothea Puente story. So after the show, this is while Lori looks this up. I went to Wikipedia and I read her story, and Lori, Jesus Christ. What a fucking cuckoo bananas story this Dorothea Puente story is. I found it. So it's actually three parts. It's uh episode, if you want to check out the episodes on Bloody Podcast, it's episodes 46, 47, and 48. Wait, it took you 40 some odd episodes before you got to Dorothea Puente? This, to me, this is episode one. No, episode one, I think we did Hera. Uh, Hera? But episode, well... The wife little, of Zeus. A, so this we I, we recorded an episode where we talked about women who blame their periods on crimes they committed, okay. and that was supposed to be our first episode. So wait, I let me get this straight: what you just said that they're saying that they get their period because they committed a crime. No, they said that they committed a crime because of their period. Oh, yeah, so they it, okay. like a woman killed killed her partner, and she blamed her period for it. Mm-hmm. So we recorded that, and uh, and then we recorded Hera, and then we were supposed to release the period one first, but I couldn't find the recording. So then we we re- released. Well, Hera. once again, this is not the history of the bloody podcast, but I'm uh, shocked it took you that. It. I'm I'm shocked it took you forty some odd episodes before Dorothea Point. I mean, there's a lot of freaking shitty women out there, Joe. You know, I, I that's what know. our podcast is. Women can also be terrible. All right. So, so that's what it, we're it, trying to say. To give you guys a backstory, I'll just read the first little intro paragraph. But she ran a boarding house in Sacramento, California, and she murdered various elderly and mentally disabled boarders before cashing their social security checks. Uh, now, we now they say here she actually has nine confirmed murders. OK, six unconfirmed. But on the show, they talk about she buried seven of them in her backyard. Okay. And, or in her yard, I should say. And that's what they're focused on. And yes, maybe we'll, we'll weave in some of Dorothea Puente's story into this, but let's actually get to the rehab, uh-huh. to the home re- renovation show. It's hosted by a guy. They never say their names. So I don't know how, how you say their names, but on the title card, it was Mikkel Welke. Is the guy, uh-huh. and Joel Uziel is the woman. Okay, yeah, and it's a an African. A, a, I would assume maybe homosexual, a very effete African American gentleman who is a. Are you saying effete like effeminate, or are you saying effete like he likes to walk on the tips of his feet? No, a like feet. What, like, what, is a, what does a feet mean? Uh, no, I got a dictionary definition of a feet. So, uh, an effete, you know, interior home decorator. Okay. The definition is, um, of a person, he's affected, over refined, and ineffectual. Okay. Okay. Anyway, and she's just like your standard issue cookie cutter, maybe really a designer, maybe not a model actress chick, right? Yeah. She seems like the type of person that's like, you know, when you see like like uh, news reporters or something and they're like, hi, my name is Maria Cadron. <laughs> you know, like, yes. 
Yes, yeah. that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, she's unknown ethnicity. Anyway, yeah. so they're the hosts of the show. Now, they're never they don't really give their bona fides. They don't ever say like, you know, I have a history of renovating uh murder homes, but they've clearly agreed to do a sh- this is important everyone. I'm not worried away in this. They've clearly <laughs> agreed to be on a show where they renovate homes where people were, had been murdered. Okay. I don't know about that because they say many times throughout, I can't believe somebody was murdered and we're going to be renovating this. Like, <laughs> And also, let's be clear. The murders took place there over 30 years ago. And yes. the people who live in the house have been there for 10 years. Okay. Yes. And the point is, they want these people to help forget about this. Now, we meet the couple. I don't know their name. I don't know if they ever put their names. You know, they just say they live there. They might put their names. I don't know if they do, but I'm sure they they want to keep their na- anonymity, you know, because they don't want people to know exactly where they live. Because it's not like you could just look up where Dorothy went to his house used to be. Yeah, I think in the Wikipedia but, article, they even mention where it is. Yeah. But I just I love there's a moment in the uh in the um in the sh- first episode where they're take giving the designers a tour of the house yeah and they're they the master their master bedroom is the uh, where she had now mind you she murdered people all over the like she mur- she murdered people in every room right mm-hmm. but they they claim that which I think is a little false is that she murdered people mostly in the bedroom that they sleep in their master bedroom. And so the woman goes, and these oh, are the original the, floors. That wasn't the impression I got from the episode. We're going to oh. get to that though. The impression I got from what they said was she would murder them and then take them to that room and hold their body there until it was an opportune moment to bury the body. Which wasn't true. She would okay. keep them. She would she would have them like slowly die, because her thing was her claim was that she never killed anybody. She maybe drugged them so she could keep them sort of like, you know, a little like wonky so she could steal their social security. But it wasn't her fault that they died. Okay, I see. it was it was like that, you know. So that was her 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 argument. To be to be clear, just to give a little bit more of her backstory, she ran a boarding house where she would take like elderly people that had nowhere else to go. Okay, and then she would, uh, under the guise of being very helpful, help them sign up to get social security benefits. And then she would, and what she would tell them is, "I'm gonna take your check, and I'm gonna take out what it costs to live here, and I'll give you the rest." Right? But I think she was just taking the checks. And then she yeah. would kill them and their their deaths were never reported and she would continue to receive their checks. Well, they would be reported as like, you know, they died of being, you know, like uh, one guy was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and he, uh, he and sh- she hated alcoholics, even though she she was technically an alcoholic, but sh- he hate she hated alcoholics. So he, she, you know, was like, oh, he, you know, if he doesn't stop drinking, he's going to die. You know, something bad's going to happen to him. And then like, you know, a day later, he's dead. But if she, she would said, report, oh, he, but, but if that's true, then why would she have to bury bodies in the yard? 
But she she did she she buried bodies, but then she also would report she would report some people as di- just dying. Oh, okay. So some people, but then some people she would say, oh, they ran away, or oh, they you know they left, or they. But some people she did say that she tried because she would try and say that she tried to resuscitate them, or yeah. you know. Okay, so let's so some people to- yeah. so but but so anyway, so what I was gonna say was so the woman the designer is like looking and she goes, is this the original floors? And they're like, yeah. And she goes, oh, she goes, ooh, some of the, some DNA and some bodily fluids could have seeped into the wood. And I was like, it's been like 30 over, fucking years. Over 30 years. Over, <laughs> like, it's you been know, over like, 30 people years. People have washed those yeah. floors. It's been over 30 years since they found the bodies. You yeah. Know? So the murders are even before that. Okay. Let's actually talk about that couple really quickly. So they are, they say they're a very nice couple because she even says at one point, she, this woman's a, a chucklehead, right? Because she says that she's talking to the guy. She goes, they're, they're too sweet to live in a murder house. What the fuck does that mean? What do you mean they're too mean? sweet to live in a murder house? They're constantly talking about how they're so shocked that a couple this nice lives in a house where murder happened. Yeah. Do they realize like, that they do- didn't do the murders? <laughs> they didn't. They didn't. And also, it's not like they were like, oh, this this is where murder happened. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I want to be in that. <laughs> like. Yeah, well, but here's the just, thing too: is they keep ew, saying so weird. they keep saying we need to help them forget the murders. And I'm gonna—I mean, I don't know these people, but I would venture to guess the zeal with which they talked about what happened and where and blah 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 blah. I think that these people really like that they live in a house where these murders took place. Like this is part of their yeah. personality. It's probably like a, it's probably like a story, you know, yeah. they, they, <clears throat> excuse me, they probably, Are you okay. I might have to bury you in the backyard. Yeah. Dorothea came out of me. Um, <laughs> no. So they, you know, I just, I don't know. I just think that it's just like, it's just, it's just so stupid. Okay. They just act like it's like they're, they're these poor, poor people were victimized by this by the fact that their house is a murder house. It's like they don't give a shit. Okay. Like they don't care. So let's actually talk about let's let's break down the episode. So what happens like in every home renovation episode, the designers walk up, like we said, they're very like, Oh Lordy, what are we getting ourselves into? I'm like, you signed up for this show. Right? <laughs> you signed up for it. Okay. Then Yes. So then they oh, go, they meet I the people. So the people talk about the story of the house and so this house is a Victorian house, and then there's a side yard and a little front area, okay? And they take them around. You're right. They, they take them through the rooms, which, which are not renovating the house at all. And you're right. She, could, no. which, which, Lori, which, makes your point even crazier. They they don't have to deal with the floors. Yeah. But also, like, what, what, one of the things I wanted to bring up, which I thought was crazy... Was this is a house that has five bedrooms, but mm-hmm. only one bathroom. So in my opinion, if you're going to do any kind of renovation, you should first start by adding a uh, second bathroom to the house. Do yes. Something. Very good point. Instead of adding another storage. Now, okay. Here's the other thing. So then they show them around the house, whatever. They keep making like, oh, I'm scared to be in this house, right? Then they take them to the side yard. Lori, I'm going to tell you something right now. The yard in the condition that they show these designers is scarier 
than the footage of them taking the bodies out of the yard. I gotta be honest with you. I, and I'm just going to say this up top, this whole thing to me, I don't know if they did it a part of the show or if these people did it because they thought, Oh, this will be a selling point to get our, a new garden. But this whole thing seems staged. Just uh, like that, that stuff in that yard. I feel like they just were like, bring over your goodwill stuff oh. and dump it in this yard. And then we'll pretend like this is because at one point, you know they what, Lori, that I think they, you're right. I think you're right. That makes sense. Cause it was so, point, so wait, hold on. Let me tell everybody. Okay. So when they you go to the side yard, you know what? You're right, Lori. It looks like hoarders live there, but it's the most bizarre shit you've ever seen. It's like mannequins yes. and like, and you know what, Lori? Okay, you know what? The reason I think you're right is the yard itself is cluttered, but then the storage shed is super organized. Super organized. And also like everything's dusty and dirty and then meticulously and very clean are her mosaic... <laughs> like uh, art displayed and it's like yeah. oh yeah i don't i just don't feel like i can do my art and it's like it's right I there Lori, like, Lori, i think you're right because it it looked like a house of crazy people there's at one point later on where they show the construction crew cleaning the place up and they take out a mcgruff the crime dog statue or doll a big yeah. giant doll and i'm like what is going on in this site you know what i never thought about that Lori. i think you're right i think they totally uh staged literally in the real estate sense the side yard to look more dramatic than it was. I think you're right. I think it was like a simple and what's yard. So and what's so funny is, is that the, the designers come out there and the, the one woman who's just so annoying, she goes, and this is where seven bodies were buried. And she, and he, they go like, yeah, yeah. And she goes, well, no wonder you tried to hide that. And I was like, she didn't, the bodies aren't there still. Like, Lori, <laughs> These Again, people, it's been there for 30 years. You don't think that, that a garden has been, de- Lori, you know, replaced. And they've lived and, there for and, 10. I know. Now, here's the other thing, too, is so, and they show lots of footage of this. In the side yard, six bodies were discovered. Okay? Yes. And then in a little patch of front yard, right by the front of the house, away from the side yard, one dismembered torso was found there. Now, let me remind you. Okay, first of all, I love that the girl called, the lady designer calls them dead corpses, which is, that's a fucking corpse, is a dead person. Not it's a, dead a corpse. corpse. Yeah. yeah. And I love how she, I love how she thinks that there's like, this this woman definitely believes in zombies. She's definitely <laughs> the kind of person who's like, I'm not telling you that they're not real. I'm just saying that I've never, I don't know. You know, yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know why I'm making her out to be that way, but I she, don't know. You, you, that seems to be your typical woman voice. So let me just reiterate on the side yard. They're just like, Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we'll do this. And no, oh, this is where you do art where six bodies were buried. Okay. Six dead corpses. Then they go to this front yard and the, the, the people who live there who love talking about their house, their murder house, they love it. It's part of their personality, right? You know, you yeah. know, they go to parties, they go visit people. And within five minutes, they mention they live in the Dorothea Puente house. I just want you to know. Oh, they probably have parties over at their house all the time. Yeah. And people are like, ooh, this is the Dorothea Puente house, you yeah. know? Um, anyway, you know what's really weird? The Dorothea Puente house, still not as scary as the city of La Puente. Anyway, that's a Southern California <laughs> joke. Okay. So, uh, 
I don't really get it, but I get it. <laughs> so the point is they take him to the front yard and then the, the, the people who own the house say, and this is where the seventh, this is the last body was discovered here. It was dismembered and they never found the head, the hands or the feet. Okay. It was just a torso. And the girl, whether it's fake or real, flips out and she goes, what are you saying? We might find body parts here. And I want to be like, bitch, no one said that. No. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they only found a torso here. And she's like, oh, this one gives me the creep. This place gives me the creeps. I'm like, the side yard where they found six bodies didn't give you the creeps? And also, I mean, not to be like, <laughs> I know this sounds really dumb, but like, just think of the history of America. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Odds are, it's, we're probably on a burial, Indian burial ground at some point. <laughs> At almost always, you know, mm-hmm. like we are always entrenching on some somebody's property. And so odds are probably where Sacramento probably has some kind of like battle was fought there or somebody died there or something happened there. And this woman is now like, you know, 30 years ago, it's like she's like, oh, my God, 30 years ago, there might might have been a body here. Laurie. Oh, you don't think this woman's ever been to a cemetery where there are currently actual bodies underneath you? She wouldn't be able to walk. She'd be hopscotching her way. <laughs> She'd have She'd to be, like, be carried. Wait, are you? She's at the cemetery. She's like, wait, are you telling me there are hundreds, if not thousands, of dead bodies here? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! So in this first episode, they're only really just introducing the house. I highly encourage everybody to watch it because only they're only five or six minute episodes. They're very short. Also, I just love how they're just like, well, here's, here's our stuff. Here's where we, here's where we are. And then they keep saying they can't, uh, oh, maybe that's the next episode, but they keep saying they can't, they can't, they don't know what to do with the backyard because they're stunted because of all the, mur- the, the death that's happened. Lori. For 10 years. Lori, look, there are parts of this show that we haven't gotten I'm to. I'm telling you, that, that is so, have, that is so false. I'm going to have speeches galore about some of the parts that have yet to come. This is an introductory episode. Now, we still have a few minutes left, Lori. Can you tell us, can you tell the audience, what is your fit? I have some questions about Dorothea Puente that I want to ask you because, you know, as you know, you're the the nation's foremost Dorothea Puente expert. And, uh, but uh, what is your favorite Dorothea Puente, uh, so to speak, point? Oh, well, my, one of my favorite ones is, so she, um, so the way she was caught was there was a mentally, uh, disabled man who, uh, these, uh, two women were like his representative and they had heard about Dorothea Puente and they dropped him off at the house mm-hmm. and they would check in on him. And then he went missing and she claimed that he like moved to Mexico with, to be with his sister or something. And they didn't believe that. So then they like, pestered and pestered the police and finally um they got somebody a police officer to go and kind of snoop around and look and they found a you know they found a bone some bones and stuff and so Mm -hmm. that's sort of how it all got started so when they found the bones and they started digging around they started um 
Dorothea Puente was with uh, like a bunch of police officers were there. I'd say like maybe 10, 15 police officers were there. And Dorothea Puente was just like, oh, I'm going to go. Can I just go down to the store? Yes, and they were the like, part. yeah, yeah, sure. And <laughs> she just, they have a picture of this. Like, I think it was either one or two police officers like helping her to a cab. And she goes to a, she claims she's going to go down to a store. I think it was a bar or a store. And she goes down to a bar and then she calls another cab from the bar and, and goes to Los Angeles and she, she escapes. So there's a, a, a picture of these two police officers essentially helping an old lady escape in a cab. Well, that's the thing is Lauren, everyone listening, should we, I, I'm surprised no one's made a modern, I know they did like a sort of movie about it in the early nineties, but like it was mostly loosely based on it. Why no one has made an actual movie is beyond me, but well, because it's about an old woman killing disabled people. And, that sounds amazing. Like forgotten people. Like, but it sounds amazing to us. But you know, all they care about is like, how can we? What if? What happens if Dorothea Puente had a superpower and she was part of the Marvel universe? Like, that's all they would, care about. Or what would happen is we would go like, guys, we want to pitch this movie: an old lady murders people, and it would turn into Scarlett Johansson uh, saves old people. You know? Yeah. It would yeah. well. Scarlett Johansson would play Dorothea Puente, mm-hmm. and uh, and then we'd have an animated rat, yeah, play uh, like her friend who tells her who tells her to save old people. So anyway, so yes, that is a great part of the story because the the thing is too is she has by the way even before she does the first murder, she already goes to jail for stealing old people's checks. All along the way, all the times the system failed to catch her is insane. So one of my favorite things is on her first murder that we know of, when she was in jail for the check fraud or whatever, she becomes like a pen pal with some old guy. And she, oh, I love you. And then he help, he picks her up from jail when she gets out. And then she kills him, right? And then she goes to some other guy and says, I need you to build me uh, a box that I'm going to use for storage. Yes. And he's like, yes. okay. And she goes, it's going to be about yay long. And he basically builds her a coffin. She goes, can you help me take this? I don't, I don't want the stuff in this search. I'm going to bury it. And he's like, okay. And then they take and they bury this coffin, right? But he doesn't know what this guy did it multiple times. And then, oh, really? One, yeah, one time he goes, she goes, can you put, can you, uh, she, she goes, bring the, bring the crate to me. I'll fill it up and then I want you to to carry it and drive. And so then they're driving and she goes, I want to take it out to this place to drive. And he goes, okay. So they take it out to this place. And then she goes, Ugh, you know what? Let's just leave it here. So then they take the, they take the, the crate out and they just leave it at an embankment. And then that she, and then the body's found in an embankment and he, and so, and then like a guy, uh, like literally, she drops the crate off and they, they drive away. And this guy's like walking by or driving by or whatever, sees that and goes, that's weird. Goes to the crate, opens the crate and finds a dead body and calls the police. And it's like, so like there was no, also another thing that was crazy was I think if I remember correctly, that guy that she killed that, that was like her pen pal that he drew, drove all the way across the state to be with her. And then he, and then his sister would write letters to, they would write letters back and forth. Him and his sister would write letters back and forth. Mm-hmm. Well, then he stopped, he stopped writing letters, but then Dorothea started writing letters, but Dorothea's letters were like, Oh, your brother's really mad at you. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to talk to you, but I, he told me to write you a letter and say that he's upset with you. 
And this was after he killed him. <laughs> he killed him. Lori, this is the greatest thing I've ever... This, the, guys, we haven't even scratched. I'm going to make notes of all the craziness from the Wikipedia article. And so on next episode, and why don't we just why, finish? Listen what? to my, uh, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh yeah. They should listen to your three part series on this. She was a, she was a failed prostitute. Yeah. Oh God. Which Lori, I feel like we, is Lori, like a lot let's of. Just, let's save these for, okay. there's so many stories with her. We're going to call it a day there next time. We'll let's, we'll just wrap up the episode next week. We'll do it in two parts. Okay. Um, I feel like the two episodes kind of. Cause I have a lot, I have a lot to say about the next episode too. Oh. Cause there was some stuff. Yeah. Don't even get me started on the swing set, but okay. Also, can we throw, just throw this out there that yeah. the most, I feel like, I don't know if it's like just the, the budget that they had for this, but I felt like they did that. They recorded this stuff at like the worst times. Like it seemed like it was like late at night and then early early in the morning like i was like i was like i bet the neighbors were probably like oh i wish dorothea puente was still here because at least she was quiet (laughs) all right guys we're gonna call it a day there Lori. until next time i'm flipping you off i don't know i I want to come out with the tagline Thank you for listening to Flipped Off. Have something to say? Leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Roggenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L-A-U-R-I, the letter U-L-I-A-R. Follow Joe Batance on Instagram at Joe Batance. Flipped Off is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>